Faster? Faster! Faster! We're going down on South Park. Come on, let's make some time. We're going down on South Park. Don't really do Strap on those headphones, we'll worm into your brain. Once our lips reveal those tips, you'll never be the same. We're going down on South Park. You'll moan until you whine. We're going down on South Park. This is our final rhyme. That was our final rhyme. I think that song needs more coconuts. Hi, yo. South Park Tears. I'm Sean O'Brien. I'm going down on South Park. Sean Fall. I'm going down on South Park as well. And I'm Joey Bonnier, and I'm also going down on South Park. Welcome to Going Down on South Park. We're talking about episode, or uh, season 20, episode 9. This episode is entitled Not Funny. First premiered November 30th, 2016. That is today for the next, I don't know, half hour, I guess. What time is it anyway? I don't know. 11, 23. <laughs> okay. <so> roughly <laughs> half hour. 48 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you guys panicked so hard just now. <laughs> You asked me a question? Oh my god, it's a time. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Stop talking. Do something. It was maybe the easiest question to answer really in the entire like world. There'd be a clock somewhere. Okay. This is a podcast. We don't care about time. There That's is radio no, shit, man. Don't put us on the no spot. Time. Oh that my is god. not funny, boys. So, little background on the episode. Um, so South Park was not scheduled to go on break last week, and they did suddenly. So we had a nice little uh episode where I called in. That was fun. But I assume no, you did some research. Well, there's not much research to be done. They, they didn't release much. They basically said that uh, it was because of Black Friday and Thanksgiving, so they didn't have one, which... That's weird. Yeah, it never really stopped them before. <laughs> my, yeah. my guess is um, I, I Trump. I mean, it was Trump. Yeah. It was the, the, the insanity of the election and something. I, I really don't know. I mean, you're going to have to wait for this. It might South have Park. thrown them for a loop. You know, it might have just kind of... Yeah, I mean, what, but, like, I mean, what are you supposed still... to fucking do? You got Yeah, well, I, I was going to say there, there's still six days to air, but then again, they went into this season trying to do a season-long story arc. So they might have, you know, they haven't really come out and said it, but they might have approached the beginning of this season a little bit differently, and they, they may have actually laid this stuff out, and now they are scrambling to reconfigure something. That's possible, too. I mean, it also just I could doubt it. Be... It just doesn't seem to jive with their, their long-running style, but... Right, exactly. I, I think they are sort of improv... improv- Improvising as they go, and they want to do a season-long arc. I don't think they had anything planned, necessarily speaking, beforehand. I think it's right supposed to—it's supposed to mesh with the zeitgeist yeah, of the times. Hard. But of course, the problem is—I I mean, how 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 does one? encapsulate the reality of our current climate. I mean, I don't well, know if I if anybody can fucking do it and the guys who could do it yeah. just fucking made the show that we just watched. So And you, uh our listening audience won't be privy to this until uh Saturday, but it was very striking as to how much of what we talked about in the upcoming politinkering were almost directly addressed in this episode. I Absolutely. agree. I thought it was creepy. Yeah. Even the not funny thing. I even yeah. told you, like, don't laugh. Like, that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And I apologize for saying don't laugh. So it was like I both sides of it real quick. Yeah, but it's it's true. I mean, it is true. It It is not funny. <laughs> um, and so how are, how do you go forward? And I, I think that's basically what they did. They they went forward with the narrative. They they touched on one thing with Trump. You know what I mean? And and for weeks, that's all we've been doing is talking about all of the things with Trump and yeah. everything just kind of a, a, nothing but a constant uh, questioning of what went wrong or what went right in yeah. some cases and, and, and what this means for the future, what this means about the past, what this means across the board. Um, and and really, the only thing that South Park seemed to have touched on was the fact that Trump can be baited into, yeah. you know, <laughs> into 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 bombing. Come country. on, you pussy! <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which was very funny. But no, I mean, for the most part, as far as I could tell, they stuck pretty much just to the narrative, right, guys? 
I think so. I, I w- interestingly enough, though, I was I was surprised we didn't see any member berries. I was I oh. thought that was going to happen. Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe they're I remember I th- member berries. I think they're just saving it, I guess, for the finale. But I was wondering why they just didn't make any appearance. Yeah, so. there's got to be. Well, I mean, obviously, there's got to be a tie-in, but there's. Uh, I assume that's going to tie into the the big reveal that we had in this episode. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, JJ sure. Abrams. Do you guys think? Do you guys think the the big reveal? Oh, we don't care about spoilers. So the uh, the Denmark was trolled. So was that um, calculated from the beginning of the season? No. No? No. Joey? I don't think so either. Um, it would have been amazing, I'll tell you that. I would almost argue nothing was calculated at the beginning of the season. I don't think any of it was planned. The thing was me to the gentleman's club from last time seemed mm, to be what they were. Only. Yeah. No, no, no. With the Bills. With the with, with Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the gentleman, whatever thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that was part of like their plan i think and that they i think think that was kind of thrown off completely because of what happened so they had to kind of rip off a storyline like like chop oh, off the last episode yes yeah but i think that was going to theoretically grow into inter- oh, sure. intertwine with more storylines like, oh, like everything does and i, I think, actually forgot that that was even a thing me too kind of until <laughs> recently i guess like five seconds ago but i guess because <laughs> the, <laughs> but the point is that the fact that they just had to chop a whole storyline like that off that was like a, a main like the title of their last episode yeah that that seems to me like they're really trying to scramble. I think a little bit. Not that's not necessarily a bad thing either. I still like where it's going. I still yeah. like all the the storylines. Sure. Well, I like been, the idea that Denmark's the troll. I think and that's they really say they work best under pressure. Like, yeah, it makes that, sense. It, it, yeah, and it's. I mean, this season has definitely uh, not faltered. It, um, I think this has been one of the strongest seasons we've seen in a while. I th- the, even the trolls even said impressive when they put on you know, the Rick roll. That was awesome. I, I love that. That was, that was great. Funny. Because they were even like kind of patting themselves in the back. They're like, wow, we thought of <laughs> Denmark as the ultimate troll. Since it's- we're in favorite moments, my other one is always, always, always Butters peeing with his pants. I know. I was going to say it too. Mine too. I loved it. Lulu, Lulu, I got some Lulu, you got some too. Just the oblivious innocence of Butters it's is fantastic. So Do you remember the first episode he did that in? Um, I feel like it's his first episode. <laughs> like, I think it no. might be too. He's kind of like always done that. <laughs> I am not 100% sure. If I had to put money on it, it would be the 9-11 episode. Why? Because I'm pretty sure that's the first time it happened. I feel like it's way before that. I don't think so. That's actually way Where sooner were you? than you think. I mean, that was like 40. No, no, no. Not, not that episode. Where were you? That's not that oh, episode. Oh, yeah. That's 9-11 episode. was when fucking Butters first four, pulled down right? his pants to four. pee. Jesus. The, um, oh, no. Right. Well, that's a different episode, and the 9-11 episode is different, too. It's the question of who bombed, uh, you know, who who was behind 9-11, the conspiracy theory episode. Oh, no, no. I was just thinking that's that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I was oh, just thinking that. Oh, the... yeah. Like oh, okay. So not, obviously not the Osama bin Laden has farty pants episode, which was 9-11. Okay. But the, but the conspiracy year. theory one, I don't think that was the same year. Really? I, I don't later. remember. I, I feel I, like I, I was still thinking that 9-11 was a lot sooner than it actually oh, stay was. Tuned. <laughs> stay tuned, South Park Tears, for yeah. like a year and a half from now. Exactly. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, any other favorite moments, Joey? Hmm. Uh, I liked the whole reveal. I just went when the, the leader of Denmark. What, went, what, what? The fake. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That was a good reveal. Uh, yeah. I that, feel like Sheila is the embodiment of all the anger in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, she's never been that fucking angry. In this episode, yeah. that's all she did was scream. And I'm pretty the, sure that's all it was. Actually, yeah. The the only time she's ever been this angry, I think, is the movies. The yeah, South Park exactly. Movies, when they do Kyle's Mom's a Big Fat Bitch. Yeah. There, there is that one shot where she... Uh, Kyle and um, Ike are at the computer talking to the, the father and she comes in and screams what, what, what and just a tone that she's never used before yeah. in an animation that like was- Never seen I, before. Yeah, it's very- uh, di- um, 
Yeah, you're fine. Unhinged. I agree. Yeah, yeah. unhinged. This you. hits very close to home for me, obviously, for many reasons. Uh, my mother, you guys like her, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. She's a sweetheart. Nancy. I don't know if you're listening, Ma. I love you. But my mom has this alter ego. And uh, when she would she get- gets Sheila, huh? She turns into Sheila. Right. Uh, and when she gets angry, her face changes. And huh? she does this thing with her mouth. She goes like, uh, she hides her teeth. <laughs> and she like hulks up, kind of like Sheila does. She, like bites both of her lips and kind of sucks everything. In yeah, and... yeah. Sorry, mom. I know I love you, you, but you used to do this a lot to me, and that's probably deserved. I was an asshole as a kid. So the point is, she, she like, it was very accurate. I think Matt Stone was drawing on a lot of stuff here. That's all I'm saying. That like internalizing versus externalizing. Kind of, yeah. It's 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 unleashing all of your yeah at once. Whatever. That's yeah. like the basis of a Marvel book. Yeah. I think my favorite my favorite moment of this episode was Mr. Slave. <laughs> Mr. Slave just showing up randomly. Was How so long has good. it been since we've seen Mr. Slave? I don't remember. Kind of a while though. Yeah, it's been like it's been a while. I I, I feel like he may have. Sh- no, no, it was less than that. Um, he I feel like he showed up in the um the WikiLeaks episode. Oh, really? The Lemmy Winks in the Wiki- yeah. Oh, WikiLeaks but that's episode. still like fucking ten years ago. No, not Lemmy Winks. WikiLeaks. Oh, two years ago. Lemmy Winks was his very first episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, then he was an entire season afterwards where he was the boyfriend. But yeah. Um, my other favorite was the um. I also had just the Danish reveal about us peeing all that. I had all the thing. Um, my my absolute favorite though is Ike's daughter Betty. Or yeah. I mean uh, Trey's daughter Betty playing Ike. Her name is Betty. Yeah, Ike's daughter. Ike's daughter. Or uh, God damn it, I keep fucking doing that. It's the Applejack whiskey. <laughs> um, Trey Parker's daughter's name is Betty, and she. If you if you actually look online, you can see him uh, holding her doing the recordings of it. It's really and he adorable. feeds her the line. Yeah, like, he says he, it's pretty lines. great how he does it. Like to work with a child like that, it's it's uh, it's always difficult. But... It really is. <laughs> and you can imagine that he probably doesn't get many good takes. Like he's got to yep. use like yeah. one magical take that gets perfectly. And they've had so many Ikes on this show, and it's probably really touching for them to have like. Like, you know, this the the lineage in there that she's she's one of the new likes. Um and of course there's the Time joke. For a new Timmy. There was the joke which perfect in there was, you know, where'd you learn how to speak like this? Daddy taught me. Yeah. <laughs> which is exactly for which is a great little pun because of course, you know, the um but, holding her as she's Ger- saying well, it. Well, <laughs> Gerald Broflovsky, of course, really did teach yeah. Ike in that in the troll sense. And of course, it's it's so it's a perfect yeah. little pun. Of course, Trey Parker taught his daughter Betty to speak <laughs> like that. Um shit will come out your penis. The, or, as far or, as so this is quite, this is sort of both first impressions and cultural relevance. But before we get into the nitty gritty of the cultural relevance of it, um, do you guys care what happens? Like, are you interested in the narrative right now, or, or are you looking for to be better explained as far as what the fuck is going on in this goddamn world, or or are you okay with the escape that is this narrative? Does is this comfortable? No, I like it all. Okay, it's. Um... It's certainly doing what I expect of South Park and making sense of a nonsensical world. Okay. Um, that, you know, it, it it's not certain it, – um, this isn't a world that can be tied up in a nice little bow, so it's it's not – you know. It's almost good that it's a whole season's worth. Then. Exactly, yeah. It's not fixing everything. God damn. How do they even know that? <laughs> it was just in the zeitgeist, man. It just they could was. Feel it they in just the knew beforehand. They exactly. were like, we're going to do an entire season so that when you want to reflect and you want to feel good about what the fuck just happened in this world, you, can, you have a whole season. Okay. I, and I think it really – like, you know, 20 years from now, it will be like a perfect time capsule of this period in our lives. Thus, like uh, every single episode of South Park really is. Is this episode plays that out? Yeah, basically, and yeah, I think it's it, it's definitely for me on that level. What was the other level you asked about? I don't think I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think it was. Well, I mean, the other question I saw was: Is it comforting to you, um, or is that even necessary? No. What was the? I was answering the comforting. What was the other question? Do you care what happens in the narrative? Oh yeah, and I do. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So I do find it uh, comforting in a case by case basis, but I do find the the narrative to be interesting. I do want to know what happens. I love the fact that the Denmark got revealed as trolls doing it for the lulls. <laughs> like, and that was my favorite moment of this episode. Uh, it was great, and I love the fact that Cartman is like, um, I don't know. We're starting to get into that. Not the direction I thought we were going, yep. but uh, we're definitely. What the fuck is happening? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the the realization of what first love really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this was more of an exploration of that than the, um, uh, I don't know, vindictive side of Cartman that I was mm-hmm. assuming. See the second episode to hear my saying exactly that. <laughs> Joey, go ahead. What, what, oh, what about you? Do you damn. care? <laughs> I do care. Um, I'm invested in some of the characters, but it's also more, I think it's interesting to be able to kind of play this out in a in a false you know, reality to be able to see what would happen if someone did just theoretically burn down the world as a troll mm-hmm. uh, and just had World War II as a big joke. I'm oh, sorry, World War Three, rather. Um, so I think it's it's fun to see. I'm kind of curious where it plays out and as a thought experiment, as kind of a warning. And plus, I just love all the characters anyway. Um, Is it comforting to you? No. Okay. <laughs> Not. Yeah. Could yeah. anything be comforting to I you? I guess that's I fair. Mean- Currently at the moment, no. how can anything be comforting? I mean, the only thing that's comforting is it's just a slight escape for a half an hour, so that's comforting. Are you escaping it, though, or does it sort of remind no. you? Of, yeah, you're right. Fuck it, no. Yeah, some, it's some, rubbing some, it in This isn't an escape. <laughs> I, I was talk, talking about like a video game of some kind that I'm playing <laughs> sure. right now, Final, Final Fantasy, currently. Thank God for Final Fantasy. It may well, be your Final Fantasy. That transitions us per- <laughs> perfectly into the cultural relevance. Um, look, I, you know, the 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 alt-right, what is comedy, what is not funny, we, 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 you can see, oh, see yeah. Pazzi growing Saturday. Yeah. We actually didn't dig enough into that. I wanted we, to talk about this. We def- definitely can, but I, I to start us off, I do want to say as far as this this trolling element, the election of Donald Trump is probably the biggest fucking fuck you ever recorded in human history. No, and it is it is a <laughs> troll. It is a bizarre it is a bizarre thing of Maybe us the Great Wall trolling China. ourselves. <laughs> There's a lot of fuck yous. But goddamn Hungarian. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn Hungarian. Okay. That's a big fair fuck enough. you to the Mongolian. That's Mongolian. a pretty good. But no, but it, a fuck you to the system, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a fu- it's a sarcastic fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. like, the goddamn Mongolian wall it's, it's was the middle, it's the like middle a, finger, I think. This is well, Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. But it's a symbolic this, fuck you. It's not actually it's like Hitler killing you. people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, Well, yeah, Hitler killing people is not a fuck you. Exactly. In, in, that's what I'm trying to say. It's more of This is dicks out for Harambe. Right. It's it is it is one big fucking it's more like Pepe the Frog. It's a joke. It's yeah. just a big joke, and it, and I think it was intended as such. I really think well, the alt right's biggest fucking arsenal was memes. There <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> so, and he was a meme. He is an embodiment of a meme. He's exactly. the embodiment of an internet troll that is now occurring. And this was just one big joke um so i yeah let's let's just get into what comedy is in this i mean is ann coulter is ann coulter a stand-up comedian is milo yiannopoulos the fucking andy kaufman is alex jones uh you know a bizarre version of shakespeare like what the fuck i i don't know what any of this means yeah we've, um, we've entered a new some yeah. this is kind of like this a twilight sub comedy man this is the dark side this is through the looking glass so talk I, to me what is comedy so i this is <laughs> this is kind of where i think that we got lulled into some false sense of security of we this. We got like, lulled? Lulled. That's good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I was just... Comedy's always better it. when you explain <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just repeating it. Okay, <laughs> lulled. 
Um, yeah, so we we got uh, lulled into this false sense of security uh, with the the idea of um, you know equal time, and there was a, a good uh, you know a few decades there where y- your news was kind of required by law to show both sides of things. Uh, that definitely went away with Reagan, but that it wasn't always the case. And you know, back when the printing press was first invented, it was whoever was essentially rich enough to own a printing press would put out their newspaper and their opinion would be out there just as fucking tainted and just as fucking vile and vitriol as anything or worse than anything we see today. And that's, it's something that is just inherently there. So the thing that really scares me are these studies that I've been seeing where children, or not children, but like high school and college people can't tell the difference between, you know, news and this sort of propaganda hype. Well, how can they be faulted though? I mean, Breitbart looks just the same as Washington Post. You know, like on the surface, it looks the same. Well, of course, think about the percentage of people who believe in angels, the percentage of people who believe that climate change doesn't exist, the percentage of people who believe that. Evolution is fake. Yeah, this all comes with the same point. It's just simply believing something without evidence. Well, what is evidence? Well, I mean, are we talking to someone who believes in the Bible? To them, that's evidence. Well, exactly. The Bible's evidence. But then, so is Breitbart. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. It's all. It's all evidence. Right, and that's that's the point. And that the the idea is that um, you know we just need to be more. I, I believe you said it earlier, something about we are, uh, we have information, but not knowledge. We oh, need yeah. to be more in, informed about the information that we have. Yeah, we're, it seems we're, we're, we have more information than ever before and not enough knowledge. Yeah, or less knowledge. Than I mean, it's true, though. I mean, I, the, the news media, as, as it were, you know, the, what, it, what is truth or the easiest path to finding truth, you know, between the 60s and the 80s. Was was easy because there were only so many news outlets and there was a certain trustworthiness to all of them and you can kind of you could get you know people people throw that to the heyday for any number of reasons it's like oh newscasters that's when newscasters were newscasters and that's when fact was fact but the fact of the matter is it, it became fractured around the eighties by the time CNN and by the time this like you know um, equal time well, I I do have to jump in there I don't think it had any I mean you know people people have always had integrity and there will always be people of integrity in the business. Sure. I think the problem was, or at least maybe not the problem, but the solution at the point, the reason it was different was because the news was considered a requirement of having a broadcast license from the FCC. It was a duty. It was not a um, a moneymaker. It was a loss leader. You were supposed to be losing money on that from a television news standpoint. And so that well, right. Was, but what about the Washington Washington Post, New York Times? I mean, the 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 newspapers that were out there, you you had reputable sources, right? And they had they had budgets, they had yeah, money behind them. I, but but I guess you're right. I mean, I'm not I'm not disputing the. Oh, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. No, that's. I'm not disputing the fact. I, I I'm I'm simply saying that it was easier to know where to get truth from then, simply because there were fewer outlets that were proposing to be true yeah but i mean the news is certainly not true it's the truest thing that we have at this time put through this lens of this person that has limited knowledge Mm. so it's it's not a history book you know it's a little bit different and there's a different scope to news than there is to fact at least it strives to fact whereas nowadays i think it more strives to entertain if you talk to anyone that is in the news they will tell you nothing but how wrong everything constantly is 
So, you know, without Not, being... that, And that's the thing. I don't think if you talk to anyone in the news, because then the question becomes, who is in the news and it, are they anyone? I mean, right now, we are news. Like, what we're doing right now is theoretically news. You know what I mean? So we could say anything we want. There's no difference between us and other, any, you know, any fucking NPR politics podcasts. Oh, certainly. Um, I guess when I say... Besides new... the fact that this is not that show at all, and we're not doing politicking, and I had too much drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess just when I say news show, I mean, or I just mean, you know, that uh, NBC C A B C sort of you know uh, world news tonight sort of uh, uh, international mogul elitist yeah exactly well yeah but I mean, again it was it was easier to find truth I guess or at the very least people were able to have conversations about what they heard and what they heard was limited whereas now what what a you know what what someone on the alt right heard versus someone in the fucking you know crazy green party left heard those are two just different sets of facts and they exactly. they have no idea how to talk to each other because they're not listening to the same thing exactly you know what i mean and, and that's, that's the, the problem thing. everyone lives in these separate bubbles Precisely. and you are in this this constant feedback loop of constantly endorsing the opinions that you already hold. And so it, it's certainly, I mean, if anything was going to rise out of that, it would be fear of other and racism and nationalism and everything. The it's right gonna, it's already been there, but sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. It augments it. Absolutely. If you're creating that cesspool, that's, that's the type of shit that sure. grows in that Petri dish. Well, but Joe answered me this question. Is that funny? No. <laughs> kind of, man. Whole is it crumbling? all a joke? I mean, is it all well, a joke it, anyway? It, it, it's funny if you like to laugh at tragedy, which actually I do. So uh, it helps me. It's like it's almost like I think Gerald says it. Tragedy or, plus time. It's just like uh, our troll. Our trolls. Somehow funny. we how we deal with certain things. I suppose uh, we just have to laugh instead of cry. Yeah, I mean, like you know, let's even go back a little bit. Is is Johnny Knoxville a troll? It, no, you know, no, no. He's only hurting himself. Yeah, I agree. I, and okay. that's where I draw the line between some of these provocateurs. By the way. Hmm. I don't think I think they're harming more than good. The, the provocateurs, meaning Ann Coulter, Milo Yiannopoulos, Correct. Alex Jones, these guys. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You think they're only hurting themselves? Well, there is a scale. Not not all of them are equal. Like in fact, I would say Milo is. Well, I don't know. He's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. Yeah, they're all fucking horrible, kind of. Well, that's Al the thing. I mean, they'll, they'll say Alex Jones just isn't as funny as the other ones. At least Milo sometimes makes a funny joke. Um, it's a different type of humor, though. Correct, and I just I just also kind of like his British accent because I'm fooled by the British accent kind of thing. He doesn't have a British <laughs> accent. Alex Jones, Milo. Oh, oh yeah. I well, think yeah, Alex Jones just isn't funny. I mean, he's funny to laugh at. Milo actually makes funny jokes. See, that's the thing. I don't. I, well, you're right. That's true. And and that's the thing. They always take a step back and they're like, "Do you not see the comedy in what I'm saying?" Like, the, the, like he always jumps. He's like, "Do you not see the ridiculousness yeah, in right. this?" And then Coulter's the same thing. Like she'll she'll just say something fucking outlandish, and it it it. It's never funny to me, but maybe I'm just a fucking, you know, pussy liberal. Like, yeah, who the no, fuck? you are. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? Like, that's you the are, case. For it's, sure. It's uh, playing the media the way that Trump does. It, and that's the thing. They want you to feel that way. They triggers, as it were. Exactly. If, if that causes a reaction, either that reaction is good or that reaction is bad. It doesn't matter because if I caused a right, good if reaction. It's bad, it's funny for them. Well, it, more so than that, if I caused a good reaction, you're going to go buy my book. Yeah. If I caused a bad reaction, not you're going to go buy my book and check out who the fuck I am. Yeah. Right. Or so, talk about me. It's exactly. the same thing Howard Stern was doing it's in the propaganda. 90s. It's, it's shock jock stuff. It's, it's yep. you know, it, it's provocateuring. If you if you get pissed at me, fine. You're going to give me more clicks on my YouTube shit page. That's really what. And honestly, the clicks are really more than where they get the money nowadays, whether they're advertising yep. on their website or something. Well, like that. is it responsible? CPM. If they are comedians, is it responsible comedy? Do is you there have such to be responsible? responsible? <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, I no, no. I didn't as, say that. They as have comedians, 
No, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're comedians if they want to be comedians. But as citizens, as responsible citizens, or I would say it's irresponsible. I think you can choose to be a responsible comedian. You know, Jim Gaffigan or uh, um, uh, who's that? Ryan Reynolds or not Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> fucking um, uh, Deadpool. Yeah, not, that, the guy not from, Deadpool. Uh, uh, Ryan Regan. Um, Brian, well, Brian, Regan. Brian Regan. Sorry, yeah, he works clean. Um, you know, I, so I'm not saying responsible needs to be clean. Re- well, re- responsible no. simply means you, uh, respectful. You foster. Well, no, it doesn't have to be respectful either. You, you're you're fostering a a, a healthy conversation. Right, uh, and um, you can choose to be that type of comedian, but that you know there is comedy in subversion. There is just comedy being, in but just that's, being, as long as you're as long as you're fostering a healthy conversation. Why? Well, that's not that's the definition of comedy. I didn't say no, no, no. I'm I'm not saying you. Jim have Gaffigan to be. makes I'm jokes about defining hot pockets. That as is, that, is that not comedy? Because it's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> suggesting the fact that I'm trying to define what I mean by responsible comedy, right? And not that okay. all comedy has to be responsible, okay. Or that anything. I'm okay. saying that anything anything that fosters a healthy discussion like, would be responsible comedy. Yeah, I just feel like responsible comedy is an oxymoron. Well, you like, can make a just... wonderful joke about how all black people are rapists, right? And and I don't know how that would go, but let's just presuppose that that exists. I don't think that that would be responsible comedy because it's not necessarily fostering a good, healthy society. Do you see what I'm saying? R- right, and I, I'm just saying that that the idea of responsible, co- like you can be a responsible, you know, uh, public figure, but a responsible comedian is. Uh, it, 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 I, I, yeah. Again, not a responsible comedian, responsible comedy. E, e, do you e, see what I'm saying? You uh, don't have the, the two are the two are different. I I do. I just still feel that they are too different. They are oxymoronic. A responsible comedian and a a and responsible comedy. Either sure, one, it can be however you want to phrase it. I'm simply defining what what I mean by responsible comedy. And the question is: Are Ann Coulter, Miley Annopolis, Alex Jones? If we're presupposing the fact that they yeah. are indeed comedians, right. is it responsible comedy in the sense that it fosters a healthy conversation, or does it more promote vitriol? And Based hate? on this weird new category that you've just created of responsible right. comedy, no, they oh, do not. From the fucking guy, who they wants do to not create new words your for definition. everything. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Do not fit my definition. No, certainly. So anyway, South Park. <laughs> no, this is like, it, because it's fair. I mean, that, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? South Park yeah. is South sure. Park responsible comedy. That's what I mean. To bring it back to is South Park responsible comedy. Absolutely. I think so too. And I think they take it up to the edge and slightly over the edge, but they never really go too far, honestly, in my mind. I, I, honestly, there are comedians that I, I do say sometimes- they go too far enough. You don't think they go far enough? That was Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but there are some times where I do think comics what do go too far. Well, it depends on who you are. Obviously, everyone's got a different line. Oh, um, okay. Uh, let, I'll let, first let's, line. let's yeah, let's let's say that the wor- you're the worst line possible. I'm like pretty far. Line. I'm pretty far. That's out what there. I'm saying. Uh, you, you are the network censor. Uh, I would say that I would not. If if there are bodies in the ground, sometimes you don't want to make those jokes. I think that's kind of. Bodies in the ground. What do you mean? Like in 1860s or like, in let's 1820s? Not make a, let's not make a Sandy Hook joke, like that kind of thing. Why not? Uh, it seems ever? like ever. No, no, not ever. I just maybe like you know, there's a two scene. Comedy equals tragedy plus time. Listen, yeah. I'm maybe they're, I'm they're in the ground for a long time. You know, time, maybe man. I'm just not good as shit. What's the the white Nazi not looking dude who's the good comic who makes fun of tragedies? Shit, he's in all the roasts. The white Nazi comic. Who makes nah, he's just Anthony the, oh, Jezelnik. Yeah. I, I love okay. Jezelnik. He's very funny. And sure. I, I'm just not as talented as him to make those funny. Um, and if you don't make it funny enough, then it comes off in just poor taste, I think. well, You are, can be a bad comedian. That doesn't right. mean you're... That doesn't mean you've gone too far. Yeah. 
It can, but you're right. But it, but it, if you're if you're funny enough, it can mask the poor taste of it. I guess. Well, I guess again, that's what that's that the line that I'm talking about is exactly the definition of responsible comedy, right? As far as does it's tough it, does to it say promote it. a healthy conversation or is it simply promoting vitriol and hate? And now again, I need to. Yeah, I, I guess I I'm going to side I am now on obligated Sean to here. define why vitriol and hate is a bad thing versus a good thing. But, but you know, besides that, that's basically my definition of what the line is. Essentially, is what responsible comedy is. See, I like some hate comedy. Of course, me do too. Me, yeah, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that's irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> me do too. Yep. <laughs> but that, that's essentially what he's saying, though. You don't have to. Yeah, be, you don't no, have I get to it. be responsible. I, but comedy. I kind of I hate the idea of just the words there, responsible comedy. That makes me yeah, feel no, awkward that's, too. Like, Fine, fucking, you know, a, not a jerk off. How's that? <laughs> Better. But then who cares? Sometimes the being, a, of a, being a jerk off can be funny too. I'd yeah, say. I mean, are you like advocating that you know that that becomes a genre on iTunes, like? We no, have comedy simply, and responsible it's comedy. Simply def- <laughs> it's simply a definition to differentiate between Ann Coulter and Louis C.K. Um, no, That's what I, I'm trying to say. And I wouldn't necessarily say that Louis C.K. is responsible comedy. I mean, he does he does he foster a healthy conversation? Not always. Sometimes he's just making dick jokes. Well. Uh, uh, again, as far as the question, I mean, if it's a harmful subject, is what I'm saying. If it's a subject that could potentially trend he, into, he has said um, things that were derogatory towards women and you right. know dates and things like that. Totally. So yeah, I mean, there, you know, he is not always a responsible comic. He could be. I'm not saying responsible comic, responsible comedy. Those are two different things. That's what I keep going back to. A responsible. A responsible comedy is the line I'm talking about. Right. Right? That doesn't mean you have to be a responsible comic. I'm lost then. There might be moments when Ann Coulter says jokes that is that are responsible comedy, okay. right? That are that fall yeah. on the line of responsible comedy. And there might be moments when Ann Coulter says something that falls on the other side of the line of what is responsible comedy. Okay. Okay. I and I don't know what the difference what the difference what the is there. Is or the, well, I don't. I certainly you just don't, don't know, know what the line is. I also right. Well, what I'm talking about is the line exactly, okay. and and how to define what that line is. But that's what I mean. Do you see what I mean? So I'm not saying she is an irresponsible comic. I'm saying that responsible comedy and irresponsible comedy potentially exist, and those are on the two different sides of that line because I think it all is intended for comedy. I suppose. Specifically the alt-right. And I would say the majority of the alt-right fall on that other side. I don't even think comedy needs to be in that definition, though. You know, you're you're either responsible or you're not responsible, or this is a responsible statement to make or an irresponsible statement to make. I think that that's fair. The reason I'm saying comedy is because I think that Milo Yiannopoulos and Ann Coulter and Alex Jones see themselves as comedians. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Then it doesn't fucking matter. Like, if they just see themselves as comedians, whether or not you want to qualify them as— I think they do. I think they do. Listen to some interviews on on Ann she said that specifically. No, well, maybe she. Well, is, I guess no, I don't know. I, I haven't I, heard her say it, but I think provocateur is a better word instead of comedian. or entertainer. Yeah, well, yeah. see, the reason I don't think it's a better a better word is because I think you know, as far as I can, they're doing it for the walls. Well, I think I think Louis C.K. is also a provocateur. I think Anthony Jaslanek is all a provocateur. Is also a provocateur. You know what I mean? And and that's why I'm trying to define. You know, essentially, but Louis what the C.K. Line is. isn't specifically associated with a specific political set of values. I don't of course know. not. No, they, of course they, not. I don't. But think those three you mentioned are, uh, as as oh, okay. Well, but he's a liberal. I don't think he's that they were saying that. That's they just are... his personal. But I don't. I don't think he's associated with the Democratic Party or the left wing politics specifically, though. Yeah, he is. If you ask any right wing person, they'll say he's very. You no, know, I think liberal. Just, they would just he's say a that. Liberal be- comic. 
I don't. Oh, believe, certainly. Yeah. I think that's totally. stupid. I think that's stupid of them to say, though. I think. Well, he, they, they would might probably, be wrong, yeah. but yeah, like that's like me matter. saying I think Ron White is a is a Republican ca- comic. That's not yeah. true. He's just he just happens to be a conservative dude from the South who's funny. He's also yeah, been correct. on the. Uh, that's Louis C.K. to me. And Coulter is not Ron White. She's not Jeff Foxworthy. No, and I think that's where the issue comes in because I don't think that they were saying that they are comedians. They were saying, "What's the difference?" They are doing essentially the same thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, require the same title. We don't have to call okay. them comedians. Maybe there's and I'm a, echoing that. Well, question. maybe there's more what of a victim the there in their comedy. There's more. There needs to be someone to laugh at in in the provocateur type of comedy. Whereas there doesn't necessarily need to be someone to laugh at in the other sort of. No, comedy. I think the question is just why are they held to a different level of responsibility? Because if they had a comedian on the show saying those same things and getting those same laughs, they wouldn't be held responsible. Well, mostly the because way- they're in a different forum. They're on CNN. They're on Fox mm-hmm. News and stuff. I guess I'm still thinking the Bill Maher sort of situation. Bill Maher is a crossover. Don't think about Bill Maher. That's, he has celebrities and politicians on. You mean the show or him as a comic? I thought you meant his I show. I meant the show, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, Ann Coulter, He's Milo. Pretty, it's pretty, that's pretty liberal. Well, okay, that's a Alex Jones has a, has a website called InfoWars. I mean, he presents himself as Info. No, right. he's, no he's, the, still, he's talking about the war of information. But he's presenting an alternate sort of information for Do people. you know the other big link that goes to the same place? Or it used to? I'm not Tell sure. Me. Prison Planet. I don't know what this is. It's, it's basically just another title for that same website of information. But the idea essentially is that, you know, he, uh, he used to be all about, you know, the FEMA camps and the government taking us over and everything. Um, he has recently, as I have come to understand, uh, become more cozy with the feds and now saying that it's not the feds that are against us, it's the elites. Uh, are Alex Jones books and Ann Coulter books? What section are there in the bookstore? I don't know. Nonfiction? I, d- I just simply don't know. Do you think they're in comedy? Uh, no. I, well, I don't even think there is a comedy, like a humor section, like yes. in the humor section of Barnes & Noble maybe? Yeah, they might okay. have books in here. Ron White or Jerry Seinfeld or Louis C.K. writes a book. Is that in the same section as Ann Coulter and I don't possibly. know. Are they, where Milo. do you find them? I don't know where I'm the saying, fuck they I'm, are in a bookstore. No, store. I think no. Why do you, where's the fucking comedy section in a bookstore? Like you're just, yeah, you're, the, you're simply saying that Barnes like- Barnes and Noble has a Barnes comedy no, section? They have a humor section. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't use fucking the right nerds. word. Really? Jesus? Okay, fine. Comedy, sure. Comedy section. I'm, uh, don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Sorry. Okay, fine. I, 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 I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a no. I'm pretty sure they're in different. I'm not, you can check me on this, but I'm almost You're probably th- right. So Ann Coulter would be in like the politics, like yeah. the political science section. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Here's the line. One is funny, the other is not funny. <laughs> We're going down you on can South still Park. Be a bad We're going down on South Park. This is our final rhyme. That was our final rhyme. It was just the episode of the show, we that's why I said it. That <laughs> <laughs> like we had to do this too long. South Park's a good show, though.